This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the key information document or KID before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Allianz Technology Trust, please go to www.allianztechnologytrust.com. Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Bite Size, an update on the tech sector from the Allianz Technology Trust. I'm Cherry Reynard. For our latest episode, we're going to be looking at the post-pandemic landscape for technology. And with me today is Manager on the Trust, Mike Seidenberg, to discuss how the sector's changed over the past two years and how that's reflected in the portfolio. So welcome, Mike. Nice to see you again. Um, now, the pandemic seemed to accelerate a lot of the trends within technology, so from e-commerce to home working to delivery services. Um, which of those have endured into the kind of post-pandemic landscape and, and have there been any kind of notable beneficiaries? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, I think the pandemic taught us a lot of things. I think as as both businesses and consumers, what we really learned was just, you know, you, you need to meet, meet your customers digitally. And that's such an important lesson from the pandemic. Um, this kind of idea of taking friction out of, you know, whether it's a business to business sale or a consumer to business sale, you know, the pandemic really taught us how to, to, to really focus on applications uh, and services that really are digital. Um, and I don't, I think once you get used to that, that doesn't go away. You don't revert back um, to not call, you know, to calling a store and waiting for somebody to go check a size of a shirt, right? You you continue to use to use that application uh, from the retailer in that example. I think the pandemic also really taught businesses to, to just the relative importance of movement to the cloud. I think it was, you know, it was already, you know, top of mind, but I think that when you when you have a scenario when you literally can't get your IT people into that data center to make those changes, I think that, you know, that pressure that you've been feeling from the board of directors um, really kind of, I think there becomes an aha moment for CEOs that, you know, we do have to be on this transition to the cloud and it does it does really give our business the agility uh, that 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 in this case you have you had to have right. I mean, it was you know you, you it was physically you couldn't do that for a period of time. So I think that the notion of you know digital cyber, uh, sorry, digital cloud, and the last thing I was going to say is cyber, which is really you know as our lives become more digital, whether that's a business or whether that's a consumer, we really become more vulnerable from a cybersecurity perspective. Um, and I think that, you know, that was happening uh, before the pandemic. I think that, you know, if you just think about it from a math equation, um, as you become, you know, this, as these, these businesses become more digitally oriented, they become much more present um, from a mathematical perspective as points on a network. Um, and therefore you have to think a lot more about cybersecurity. So I, I think there were some key takeaways um, from the pandemic. 
uh, around those three major points. Um, and I think that, you know, to varying degrees, uh, I think that that is that is that has persisted uh, with with, you know, in the world we live in today. And I don't think it's going to go away. As I said, you don't you know, you don't unuse your iPhone. Usually you usually use it for more things if you kind of think about that as an example. So one of the biggest trends to emerge post-pandemic um, has been artificial intelligence. I mean, where, where do you think we are now in the adoption cycle for AI? Yeah, I mean, I think that there isn't probably there aren't many businesses that are, are not considering how to how to at least trial it or, or think about how do they apply it. So I think that we need to separate out kind of testing and development from actual production. Um, I, I think that we are really in the in the early early phases of companies saying, "Wow, what what the, you know? How can we apply this to our business? What does this mean for our customers? Um, how can we make it better for our products and services?" Um, and I, you know, and, and this is one of those technologies. Um, and by the way, you know, I, you know, I'd kind of point to an individual like Bill Gates, you know, who, who kind of called it out as something similar to the internet. Um, and he's not uh, somebody that I'd consider to be uh, kind of fat oriented. He tends to speak very deliberately and and, and very purposefully. Um, you know, I, I think this is one of those technologies that, 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 that cuts across all verticals um, and their use cases. Um, and it, it is something that businesses are gonna are, are really excited about. They're putting you know really good people on these projects. Um, there's board level awareness. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's you know I think it's something that's early days, but has the ability to really change um, how people do their jobs and how companies interact. Um, you know with 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 various products. So um, yeah, I, I'm very encouraged. Um, look, I think like a lot of things um, on Wall Street, you know, there'll be, you know, some companies will be overhyped and be perceived winners. Some companies will be, you know, perceived losers. And and you just have to remind yourself and think about, you know, what is the right risk reward um, for a particular company as they as they apply this or as they use this kind of you know, this type of product or this type of technology in, in their own uh, either internal or external. So, um you know, I just caution people not to get too excited or too too uh, upset one way or the other. And we've we've seen some great examples of that. Of you know, earlier in the year, uh, you know, stocks that you know were perceived losers just getting you know getting really walloped um, in the stock market. And now here it is, less than a year later, and now people have decided that they're actually the beneficiaries. So, um, I you know, I think that our job as a team, and it's something we really focus on, is just to think about risk reward and to be as level headed as possible, right? Because you know you can you can get fooled uh, in the short in the short run vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, stock movement, and it's something we really remind ourselves to remember the game we're playing for our shareholders, which is really you know long term capital appreciation vis-a-vis um, uh, -vis our investment process. Okay, I I won't ask you to pick your favorite AI stock, but um, <laughs> no. Um, if we talk about um, the higher interest rate environment, because that's that's obviously been a big feature um, of the past couple of years as well. Um, I mean, that's dented the valuation of higher growth shares. I mean, has there been a part of the portfolio where that's sort of hurt the most for you, or and and have you adjusted um, to that new environment? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, as as interest rates went up, obviously, it really impacts higher growth companies. Just if you think about it, just from a discounting perspective, um, I think that you know we you know we trim we trimmed some names as interest rates were going up. Um, but I, I think that the interesting thing here, um, and you know, and I've talked about it on previous podcasts. You know, early on, as interest rates went up, we went through and talked to the companies as we do as, you know, as we do regularly as part of our process. And, you know, there were there were some companies that if a couple of years ago, um, uh, you know, opted not to change um, their 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 plans due to higher cost of capital. And that was just not something we could under underwrite um, uh, as a as a manager um, in, in those companies we sold. I, I think we're living now in an environment where. Uh, you know, uh, rates are higher, but you know they the the slope of that curve is really important uh, for businesses to basically plan how they how they you know how how they run their own business, um, and that appears to be flattening, albeit you know at a higher rate than we've seen, um, and I think that allows companies then to execute, you know, their own business plan. Um, and, and we've seen better results. I mean, we've, we've seen better results from some of these growthier companies in 23 than we saw in 2022. And I think that's a function of a couple of things. A, you know, they are better prepared in that they have cost structures. They're probably running more efficient. Um, and it's a little like training for, you know, for a sport, right? You know, I mean, I imagine, you know, and I don't, I, my brother played soccer, but I, I didn't play. I imagine, you know, to go out and run on a pitch, you know, for 90 minutes probably feels pretty miserable if you haven't trained. Um, yet if you train for a year, you're probably much more comfortable. And I think it's similar for businesses. You know, you get used to a more challenging environment. You tighten your message. And, um, you really figure out where are those areas of spend. Um and you're able to execute and not everybody's able to execute, which is why I think that, you know, our approach to the portfolio has really been one more around a rifled approach of really figuring out businesses we can own that can that can do well um, in the in, in a higher interest rate environment. Um, and they're going to be some winners and losers. And, you know, but that that's what you know, that's the stock market. Um, but I feel pretty good. Um, about the names that we have in in the portfolio because they are being used very effectively by their customers. Um, and here again, going back to that kind of must have versus nice to have, it's still a fairly tricky market for nice to have. But I think must have products are, are you know you can see it in the results. Um, uh, and I'm encouraged. I mean, it's I. I think, you know, uh, you know I, I probably said the same thing last year, but, you know, I think 24 has the opportunity to be a nice year for some of these growthier companies uh, because you can't hold off spending um, indefinitely because the demands from your IT user or demands from your users remain fairly consistent in good or bad economies. Um, so I think, you know, I, I mean, I'm encouraged by what I've seen. Um, you know, you know, uh, I think it's taken us longer than we thought. Um, and that's obviously a little bit frustrating, um, but I, I think we're much closer to, you know, to, to 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 some of these some of these spending spigots opening a little 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 more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder if we can just finally kind of wrap up by looking at, at kind of how you've reshaped the portfolio over over this period to sort of reflect the the changing environment. So, so give me a kind of big picture on that. 
Absolutely. So, you know, 23 was was a year of uh, a fair a fair degree of pain. Um, sorry, 22 was a year of a fair degree of pain. Uh, I got, I'm already so excited about uh, I, I bumped myself a year forward. Uh, uh, you know, I think that we, you know, the, the portfolio really kind of tried to find safer names in a very uncertain in, in environment. Um, and, it, and it was a tough year. I think in 23, where, you know, obviously we've seen some you know, absolute performance recovery. Um, I, I feel like, you know, we've really been able to be laser focused on certain segments within the broader tech uh, tech industry to really try to monetize those um, uh, and, you know, really understand, you know, the companies that are going to be successful. And I feel good about it. But I think my biggest kind of frustration or not frustration is I kind of thought things would have been a little bit ahead of where they are now, uh, but it's taken a little longer. And I think it, you know, I think some of the, some of the reasons why um, we haven't seen as, as robust a bounce back in tech spending is just, you know, we've just had a lot of events that no one could have predicted um, kind of impact us, um, the, you know, this year. Um, but yeah, you know, or over the last kind of, not this year, over the last, at 12 to 18 months. So I, you know, I feel like as companies, you know, learn to learn to navigate, you know, arguably tougher environments, the value proposition of their products remain fairly similar. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling I feel that the portfolio at the margin has a little more uh has a little more growth in it right now than it did a year ago. Um, I think that with, you know, with a little more clarity, I think that that probably continues to tilt that way. Um, I think that we're seeing a nice rebound in some of the commodity uh, semiconductor uh, uh, semiconductor products. Um, I still, you know, think that that's such, such an important industry. Um, so, yeah, overall, and obviously there's the mega caps, which, which you know, we own, but uh, you know, materially under bench, benchmark. I think that those probably continue to be sources of funds um, as we enter 24, if 24 plays out the way we think it's going to play out. But, you know, here again, I go back to the the notion of really wanting to make good long-term decisions uh, for our shareholders and really working you know, diligently with, with the team to try to figure out those businesses we want to own over multiple years. Okay, great. We'll wrap up there. Um, as always, if you have any questions on the trust, please do go to the website, alliancetechnologytrust.com or contact one of the sales team. Uh, thanks again, Mike, for all those insights today. And thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Thanks.